everyone, welcome back to the Temple of Geek podcast. I'm your guest host, Doc in the Box, where we are concluding our Sailor Moon Eternal saga, where we talk about Sailor Moon Eternal Part 2. That's right, we're back into it, and I hope you all enjoy. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. But with that teaser, at the end of the first movie, it ties right into the beginning of the second movie because we're immediately introduced to our Outer Guardians. Yeah. My heart with them. Like, would you say with them? My heart for, like, the Outer Guardians is just like, oh. Oh. It's it's real. It it's, is it's real. real. Love is real. Dude, I have always loved the way Sailor Neptune looks. Like, just the her color scheme, just something about her just always looked really cool to me yeah she, she looks really graceful compared to like yeah. all the other scouts she just has that air of like simplicity and like gracefulness that like the others don't quite reach and it makes sense being her being like the you know elegance and violinist and all that stuff but yeah and i mean like in the original anime she had her powers before uranus she brought uranus into being a scout from what I remember. She's been a scout for a like little recruited? longer. Yeah, she recruited Uranus in the original anime. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Then again, they were cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in America, in America. Ooh, yeah, was it I Amara heard... and Michelle? Um, uh, yeah, I th- yeah, it was Amara and Michelle. Like, they, they, they kind of kept the uh, idea of Michiro yeah. in, in Haruka. And then they discovered, yeah... That, uh, each other's powers and each other's love for each other. Yeah, I never saw any of the anime that included them, but I remember, I think around when I was in high school or something like that, having knowledge of them because it was a big like buzz thing, like, oh, there's two scouts that are in love with each other. And I knew it was them too, but I didn't really know much about it beyond like that word of mouth and stuff. I never got to experience them in the original anime and i never read any of the mangas Mm. so my first on-screen uh introduction to them was with crystal Mm. Mm. but uh, well the original anime transformation with those two is is by far my favorite musically um because it would be the yeah it was pretty intense violin yeah, and what, it, what I, I just realized that, that it was a, a violin and a piano, which made perfect sense for two the two that were basically lovers, mm-hmm. um, because Michiru's the violin player, and Sailor and Haruka was the piano player. Mm-hmm. So you're basically getting both their sequences together uh, in a transformation sequence, and it's just so beautifully done. They did do it in this case, but it was a it was a different. Um, Different song, but it's, it was still very effective in, the, in this particular transformation. Dude, we'll get into that transformation because oh, yeah. I will have comments about that music mm-hmm. in particular that they did for this one. Ooh, oh. mm. Mm. Good stuff. Mm. I know, I know, right? <laughs> so six months into their life on Earth, they have no powers, but they are all uh, living together in unison with a... Setsuna, which is Sailor Pluto, taking care of little Hataru Saturn because she she baby and she she breaking stuff and growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her China, oh man! <laughs> I just love that Setsuna was sitting at the computer like I just want I just wanted to get something done, <laughs> like just looking like that parent that's just like out of their wits. What? Like I left them alone for a minute. Can I just have a minute? I, I gotta ask you, Nathan, being a father, how relatable was that? That was relatable as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like all they needed was a scene, like where, like, of course, like uh, depending on how small the child is, is that scene where you're trying to go to the bathroom and you have this little baby hand under the door, like ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah. What are you doing? I just need to go to the bathroom. I'll be out in a second. They just, for some reason, like they have, they have to try and squeeze a finger out because they want you so badly. <laughs> Where are you? I can find you. <laughs> uh, and then getting to the part where we're talking about, or that you were talking about earlier about everyone's sexuality. I was 
dying when uh, Hatoru heard the door open and she runs out to greet her other two parents, Mommy Michiro and Daddy Haruka, uh, uh, Hakura. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. The- Haruka, <laughs> dying, you know it, was, it was Daddy Haru- uh, Hakura. Haruka, like, oh, Haruka. Yeah. You know what? I, I accept this. I, I I will call. I will call them Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will call Haruka Daddy. And no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> we we love Daddy Daddy Haruka in this family. <laughs> Everyone has a thirst for her. Love- Mm-hmm. Everyone's sexual orientation. And I love Haruka. that they had the shirt buttoned most of the time. And then like the scene uh, that later on where she's like controlling the plants and stuff, it was open just to reveal like she did have like, you know, she was in fact feminine still too, just to like totally like just still like, what do you think yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you not cold? Are you not cold or something? Do you even need that? <laughs> it was like, like first, first they come in with with with, with one button, button. It's like every scene they're in, they're in a button, some from the bottom up slowly gets loosened till finally that it's just completely unbuttoned, and you do indeed see a bra. But like, <laughs> it's like okay, Tele, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that they all had. Um, I know that they said that there were promise rings in regards to raising uh, Hataru um, and protecting her, but I thought it was. I almost thought I didn't know if it was beyond that because I knew you know Hakuru, uh, uh, Hakura and Michiru were together, but then when they said they had the rings with uh, Pluto, also I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I, it definitely when they brought in the ring for Setsuna, it was like. What's going on here? Also, can we actually also... We, we can't really talk about what Haruka was wearing without talking about what Satsuna was wearing. Oh, man. Seriously. Like, All three outfits for the senshi in those scenes is exactly as the manga was. Like, the exact outfit. It was great. Like, still considered, like, pretty risque at the time. Like, uh, even though might by modern standards... I I love that the creator of Sailor Moon was so into like high fashion and she added it into Sailor Moon and like so many of the outfits from the original anime to now even with like the original manga and stuff like how it incorporates like such high fashion that she really liked is just so cool. I'll agree with you to a point but then we get to the 90s costumes <laughs> of uh, Mamoru he 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 was he's fashionably challenged. I would I would like to say those uh, <laughs> to say the least those, those shoulder pads in his uh, suits. Yeah, yeah, he had some he had some interesting color combinations. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they don't really delve too much into his fashion. No, not at all. But but that green yeah. suit Temple jacket. Of, Temple of Geek fans, just just Google uh, Mamoru in the nineties. And you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, the show's not about men. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> you know, fair enough. But at least <laughs> you know you want to. You don't want to stand out in that way. <laughs> I would think we have the solar eclipse that you know occurred, and we were kind of going their story. It's a little back in time. They're kind of backtracking because mm-hmm. they all noticed that something bad happened. Uranus was an F1 race. Neptune was in the middle of a concert and Pluto was at work in her lab when they all felt the disturbance in the force. <laughs> and all of a sudden at that point, who was watching their child at the time? What the hell? Where was Saturn? It's fine. Anyway. She's a baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she can take care of herself. They left out a bowl. <laughs> uh, it was that point in time when uh, Saturn started to grow at a rapid rate and they knew something was up, but they couldn't transform either. And they didn't know why, and they, for some reason, never talked to the inner guardians at all. Well, I think they they assumed like this was their power diminishing after the events of uh, the previous arc. Yeah, because oh, okay. they, they they said that they would give up their powers and move on to a more peaceful life, raising uh, yeah, Hotaru. To, okay, I remember they were going to raise her. Yeah, because Hotaru was you know born to be the the apocalypse. Yeah. And the coming of death, the um, failsafe of the universe. If it goes yeah. bad, it'll all be destroyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but 
we'll go ahead and just raise her to be better than that. <laughs> she just needs some love. The, the love that only two mommies and a daddy. <laughs> uh, no, no judgment, but, you know. A mommy, a goth mommy, and daddy. <laughs> yep, just daddy. Just daddy. But uh, then we have the children who go over to their home, and uh, uh, Michiru is teaching them how to play violin. So Hataru starts to play violin and gets these like spirit visions of that everyone can see apparently of Helios as a Pegasus and Small Lady Chibiusa. Um, they go into the other room, and well, I don't know why they went to the other room. But they go into the other room, and Chibiusa is sad that the Pegasus died. And everyone's like, oh shit, something's happening. I'm kind of just weirded out by the kids freaking out by a unicorn. I'd be so excited if I saw a unicorn. Well, also, they're like, it happened again, so they know it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're very excited about this, too. She's like, she's gonna play. Let's watch and see what happens. Uh, Hataru is greeted by herself in the mirror during a lightning storm. Mm. And we're just kind of, we just have this kind of whole speed up sequence of like, oh, well, we need the other guardian. So, you know, she's going to see herself in the mirror, reawaken herself with her inner powers, give herself her crystal. So she, well, she doesn't transform yet. And then meets the other, other, other guardians in the, the other room. And through the power of the Holy Grail shows that the prince and princess are in danger and they all, all of them awaken. They're, they're promise ring shatter because she's not a child anymore. They don't need a defender, which I was kind of sad about. I was like, oh, that's it. That That's it for your guys' bond together. Okay. To be fair, Saturn <laughs> is pretty OP compared to all of them when she can like, you know, destroy an entire planet and just be like, my job's done. I'm specifically talking about the promise rings, like shattering, like, oh, we don't need these anymore. She's grown up. I was like, oh, that's it for your, your bond together over her. They'll always yeah. have uh, each other in life, so. But it was like it was interesting sy- symbolism of like, okay, this this is happening. It's go time. Yeah, shatter. Be like our duty to us uh, raising this child, dude. And then we get to the back to the you know the end of the first movie where they're all like in vines and getting the shock the hell out of and in pain and stuff like that. <laughs> the outer garden guardians just walk in in their day clothes with snappy dialogue. <laughs> like their, their friends are just sitting there like, ah, wait right there. We got to transform. <laughs> yeah. And then they transform it's like, okay. Um, okay. Let me just, <laughs> they're all about that. Like, you think it's it's it has, you you gotta have a flourish you gotta have a flourish Sailor Moon always has a flourish, but this audio sequence it slaps hard. Oh golly, I Man. want the soundtrack. I, I I want this on Spotify. Yesterday, I have to say, no <laughs> matter no. what anime or like new or old, the Sailor Moon soundtrack has always been on point for me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like even the even the old Deke Dub movies where they had like the power of love. Oh, I had the original soundtrack to the American Sailor Moon, and I loved it. Oh, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, I do that. That music was was pretty badass. One thing I was slightly disappointed about was. All four of them transformed, but they were all like back to back. It was individual. I would have kind of like how Chibi Usa and Usagi transformed, and it was like a like a dual thing. I kind of mm-hmm. wish that they overlapped a little bit. I thought that would have been kind of cool, but I don't know if that would have like ruined any like established like maybe. I mean, I I always appreciated that Neptune and Uranus were always almost always together. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool if they mm-hmm. had like their own like dual transformation sequence compared mm-hmm. to everyone. Yeah, that would have been cool. Then they dual attack on the vines with Uranus doing world shaking. Oh, <laughs> the way yeah. she says oh, it's always funny to me. And then Pluto attacked also with Dead Scream. The Dead Scream. God, I love that deck. Oh, and the way she says it, it's just so like almost like she doesn't care. Like, yeah, dead, it, dead Scream. Yeah, it's just very whispering in your ear you're going to die right <laughs> like no 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 emotion just be like i i said it we're done 
Pluto out. <laughs> yeah. And then we have uh, the vines break and all the guardians greet each other. Artemis comes back. Uh, but then we have Usagi who's sick in bed and Mamochan, uh, same as Mamochan, and Chibi Usa's at her side. And um, yeah, they're all realizing that the guard, the guardians are talking about the prince and princess are in danger. The quartet start attacking, t- attacking them. And then Uranus pearls out her badass sword. That buster sword. And that oh, Duke, yeah. yeah. The Neptune oh, yeah. creates a tidal wave, the deep submerge, and Uranus does space sword blaster. Pew, 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 pew. The quartet's like, oh, hell no, peace out. <laughs> and they leave. Okay, well, uh, yeah. Catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of just blip to another area, but for all yeah. intents and purposes, they think they leave. Yeah. Well, Saturn's um, just communicating with the Earth, I guess it sounds. She's like on the ground. Letting Chibi Usa know that uh, she's there via Skype call or something through the mind. Yeah, and yeah, this whole part, this whole like part, second part of the movie is just is just super fast. Like the first part, it seemed like you know you had a plot point, you move here, here, and like everything tracked. But this whole second half of the movie, just everything happens. Yeah, so yeah. rapidly. Almost yeah. the biggest plot the first point movie was is... like just the Outer Guardians getting their power. Feels like yeah. yeah. Like, literally, the first movie was five separate episodes. Like, you could cut those things, like, yeah, properly. You, you could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, each individual scout's um, road to getting their crystal. Yeah, it was a, that was a five-act play there, uh, while, while the second movie was a one-act. <laughs> <laughs> the final countdown, basically. Basically, this whole first half is just them all meeting up together because then Chibi Usa realizes that they're all back, uses Neptune's mirror to lead her back to them. And uh, Usagi's like, Go, I sense it too. I'll meet up with you while she's all like coughing up a lung. And her and Mamuchan are just like, like They shouldn't be even out there, but they're trying to get out there. Stay in bed, guys. Eat your chicken soup. Stay hydrated. Gosh, right? Dang Don't it, spread guys. the sickness, please. Like, what are you doing? You're not even vaccinated yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually surprised when they were able to transform. I didn't know if that would affect that or not. But apparently the sickness is more powerful than uh, age-changing magic because it didn't cleanse them of that. I mean, it, yeah, it age-changing magic, that's that's one thing. <laughs> you know, something that Unless affects the totally entire different. Earth might be a little more powerful yeah. than, like... When the entire population of Tokyo is knocked out. Yeah, no one can escape the black lung. Nope. <laughs> I got the black lung, Pop. <laughs> but Chibiusa did get her own transformation sequence by herself through that. Yes. Mm. Which was really strong. It was cute. It was really cute. It was very cute. And no candy. No no, no candy uh, thing. Um, candy attack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, that was such a cute thing, though, in the original manga. With, like, that pink mm-hmm. heart attack. And then yeah. it just does nothing. It's just like, ow, 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 Trigger ow. Trigger rush. Yeah. You know what? We saw, we saw it once. I forgot what its name was. But we didn't get a lot of the cat ball in this. Oh, Lunapi. Oh, yeah. 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 Didn't really need it this time around because that was just her communication to Sailor uh, Pluto. Yeah. There's always kind of like a funny campy thing that would happen with it too. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest thing was when she first appeared and it was really her only companion in um, the current century that she was in. Yeah. There's more of a, what's her name? Diane or Diana? Diana. The kid, uh, the kid. Diana. Yeah. Yeah. There's more of her. She had an accent, which was kind of interesting to me. Maybe I maybe I, I I noticed an accent in in her voice, but maybe it was maybe it was the uh, the actress. I don't know. Possibly. Not a bad thing. It was just noticeable. She was yeah. I think if I'm trying to remember, um, I think it might have just been British, was it? Yeah. And going back, then right after that, the quartet just starts trying to attack them again, mm-hmm. and really, like the outer guardians are just like. And it almost seems like they're annoyed because nothing's happening. Like they're just like deflect, deflect, deflect. Like what? What are you? What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like stop it! Stop it! Like child, Neptune please. has enough. Yeah. <laughs> Neptune's basically I've had enough and does a submarine re- uh, submarine reflection with her mirror and just destroys the whole freaking yeah. big tent. 
It's like, guys, stop it. <laughs> like, what do you think's gonna happen? What do you think's gonna happen? Right? <laughs> there are nine of us. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Which leads into actually that exact point. Um, you know, they she destroys the thing. Everyone sees the world is like all dark. The big portal is above them. Uh, Chibi Moon uh, sees everyone like beating each other. Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask meet up with her. They all meet up together. Everyone gets together. And then uh, Zirconia ooh, excuse me, um, reveals herself out and is like, looks like my girls like the quartet looks like they're outnumbered um to that exact point and then just starts um doing something to i don't know exactly what she did to mamochan and uh usagi but she turned them into kids yeah Mm -hmm. uh for I, i don't know why she did that to be honest but she turns them into kids and helios like cast something on them to bring them to to elysian elysian elysium Elysium, Elysium, I think. Elysium. Yeah, yeah and I think it was uh, the idea of draining their powers as uh, Sailor Guardians. Was it? Yeah, okay. and then probably making them more susceptible to um, the curse she has of them. Okay, because I knew they couldn't transform, but I didn't know it was like robbing them of power for her or whatnot. But I did like the scene after this uh, where Chibi Moon and Saturn take off and they're fighting together against a quartet. But... Uh, but it was interesting that uh, that um, Saturn knew exactly who they were. Like she's like, "You guys need to wake up. They're using you." They're like, "Screw that. We're bad. <laughs> we're so evil. We're so evil. We're going to do evil things, <laughs> and just to prove how evil we are, we're going to put you in the Phantom Zone." <laughs> I was born in evil, molded <laughs> by it. <laughs> I didn't transform till I was already a man. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. But uh, yeah, they, they were doing their best to fight him off. Hataru, uh, Sato Saturn was trying to wake him up because she knew the truth. That that also explains why they were able to transform kind of so quickly, why the other century was, was able to transform so quickly because they knew the truth. And like... Okay, we have a duty to fulfill. So did uh, did everyone, all the outer ones, know about the the quartet, or was it just Saturn? I think it was just Because I got the implication that it was just Saturn. I think it was just Saturn because, I mean, it would make sense that it's just Saturn because, like, because of de- the, her, her destined, like, role has the uh, all, all-knowing, all-coming... Um, Basically, the storm. <laughs> well, death for lack and of a better term. Yeah, death and rebirth. And so she would know, like, she'd even know the future. So she knows the small lady. She knows, she knows the, the future has uh, in ways that Pluto doesn't. I mean, Pluto might, might have known, but. Pluto's, Pluto won't say so. anything. Yeah. In regards to she, the future, just to not. Well, she she has laws to follow too that the other guardians aren't um, a part of. So, yeah, yeah. And just to talk about, I I know that there was you know manga and all this you know back stuff behind it, but just to talk about the the quartet, they to me look like Pokemon or Digimon, like characters to me like Jim leaders. <laughs> <laughs> something about I think it's the I, I think, think it's, it's specifically the hair. their hair. It's it's definitely yeah, the hair. Specifically the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going for a specific aesthetic with the hairstyles there. And this was back in what the early 90s too. Those were the same hairstyles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Something a little f- for, uh futuristic uh per se. Yeah, uh, and then when they're fighting, uh, what's what's her name? Um, Zirconia, <clears throat> like they start to like the the quartet kind of like, start to listen to to Pluto, no oh, Pluto, Saturn. Uh, Saturn, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like what? Then uh, 
then Zirconia is like, what the hell are you guys doing? And turns them into marbles, which kind of like, you get the feeling what's going to happen right here. Cause like the marbles they turn into kind of do look planetary. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The design in them definitely gives yeah. it that feeling. Yeah. But you're like, what other planets are they going to do? <laughs> well, it's interesting when they, uh, you do kind of discover what, what sequence they do with the, the planets. Cause they also include other, asteroids and but that's another that's a that's a whole nother thing yeah yeah but yeah i thought it was really interesting that she turned them into those or pulled them pulled them over and then threw um threw saturn and chibiusa into like the glass shards yeah Mm -hmm. the phantom zone yeah yeah Yeah, dropping them in with uh with uh the queen queen baddie Mm mm-hmm And we never heard from him again. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's the end of that movie. It's a sad note. Yeah, Jake. I thought it was really cute, though, the the scene after that where you have Chia, Chia, uh, Usagi and Mamo-chan as children. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to make you happy. And it was, like, really cute. That was adorable. It was really, really cute. Yeah, it was, it, it was like a fantasy dream and, like, of course, classic dream and you know, as soon as as soon as you wake Usagi up and realized, it's just like, yeah, like the person is, clearly isn't being themselves, but I'm so happy yeah. that I don't want it to end. So, yeah, that was that was really adorable, and I'm I'm really glad they kept that in the the movie. Mm-hmm. Great. Was that part of the? Was it, that was part of the manga too? Yeah. Where they mm-hmm. did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. And then Helios comes in and says, "Stop this! <laughs> stop! Stop this cutesy stuff!" Yeah, no, wake up. We have important things to do here. Cute. The world is dying. Gosh darn it! <laughs> time to adult. Yeah, time to adult. <laughs> Jerks, silly kids. And they wake up in the heart of the world, all dead and demolished. Actually, he's down there too, isn't he? Helios is, was down there as His well. His cage was down there while he was stuck in Pegasus form, and then the two guardians were stuck in the crystal to protect them from being part of the curse. Oh, that's yeah. right. They had the, the the guardians that look kind of like, almost like Princess Serenity, but not quite. Yeah. yeah. Like like if you ordered her off Wish, that might be what you got. <laughs> Wish Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> be like, we copied our hair, Sarah. Yeah, Costco Serenity, uh, John Walker Serenity, John Walker Sailor Moon. They they went a little bit more in depth of what was going on with uh, Elysian at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, they went to that, and then how saying that um, there's uh, like everyone has their own inner crystal or something like that. Or no, that was later, huh? That's a little later. They hinted at it. They hint at it, but yeah, most of it's a little later. Yeah, because they're they're still trying to figure out where the golden crystal is, right? Yeah, 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 and that's right. And then, um, then Helios uh, uses the, like part of the last of his abilities while he's in the cage to send uh, Mamuchan and uh, and uh, Usagi out of there, back to the surface to protect the planet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because what's her name, Queen? Uh, Queena, what's her name? Mahalania. Mahalania. I was like, not good with some of those names. <laughs> <laughs> like, I try to remember them, but, like, I could read them, but, like, yeah. Yeah, she was down there, like, get away from my Pegasus, boys. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, when uh, Usagi <laughs> saw uh, Helios in the cage and tried to free him, and she's like, I got you, and she's like, I don't got you. It's like... <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> and the Hellenia's like, I see you now. I know where you at. Yeah. <laughs> you in the jungle, baby. You gonna die. <laughs> then back on the surface, Usagi and Mamuchan turn back into their tuxedo mask and sailor forms through the power of love. Thank you, Hugh Lewis. But it's interesting because like, they get back to the surface and it's just so overwhelmed with darkness that they literally none of them could do anything. So it was like, oh, okay. Well, 
that was fun. Then Helios saves him once again, using the last of his uh, power to cleanse the earth of all like the toxicity that's up there. With cleansing crystals. Yeah. Yeah. He he he, he cast Himalayan salt <laughs> on everything. It was pretty effective. effective. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then salts work, guys. Come on. <laughs> and I love how uh, Tuxedo Mask, like he's communicating with Helios, and he puts his hand to his ear like there's a communicator in there. It's all in his head. Yeah, right. He needs to focus now. It's like when you're listening on the radio, when you're talking to someone, uh, and for some reason, or when you're trying to he- do something, and for some reason, turning the volume down or turning the volume up, or putting your finger right to your ear for some reason, that helps for some reason. Yeah, dude, but to, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. When um, Zirconia, like, zaps, like, Sailor Moon or whatever she does to her and she turns into stone and then just, like, she crumbles apart, I was like, oh, oh, no. Um, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't as heartbreaking as it was um, in Crystal. When it, Was it her or was it Tuxedo Mask? Someone took, like, a... Like a sword through, like through the chest or something like that. That was uh, well, yes. like Sailor Moon, like slashed him across the chest and like tried to kill herself right after as a like a yeah. repeat of like their first life when they died, and that yeah. yeah, that was like heartbreaking. Oh yeah, yeah. So this wasn't that bad, but I was still like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, it was kind of intense, especially when like it, it gave it gave me uh, the first Pokemon movie vibes. Oh. <laughs> Like I expected, like Jupiter to start throwing thunder to try and bring her back to life, but no, she was crumbling. One of the things about um, Zirconia that I thought was real interesting about her design was that she had this cloak on, and the cloak was almost like an entity of itself. Her face, yeah, that like cloak, the, yeah, the face would like yeah. talk and like move, and it was like trying to like Kirby suck everyone into it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's always been interesting to me, even in like the original one, um, the reflection between Zirconia and Nehalania. Now, I mean, we can go over that now. Actually, I are they the are they the same person? Because that's the impression I got with this in through this movie. Because they kind of defeated her. Like once they defeated one, the other one was defeated, and it seemed like they were one in the same to me. It's hard to say for me because that's the vibe it definitely gives off. Even in like the original anime and the manga, they both kind of hint to that they're like one side of a coin each. Yeah, I got that impression. I, th- I think they're different, but I think somehow Nethalinia just survives through Zirconia. Yeah, and especially like, you know, I guess we're jumping ahead, but like, you know, when they defeat Nehalania, you see her face afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it's Zirconia's face, so... Hmm. That's the impression that I get, that it's like Zirconia is a reflection of Nehalania in the world outside the mirror. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Like her, I, I thought she was the same, and then her whole character design too with uh, the cloak was really interesting. But uh, then she starts, you know, they don't know how they're going to defeat her because she's really super freaking strong. And they all start doing a meditation <laughs> <laughs> to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, cleanse her through meditation. Think really hard, and it will happen. You gotta believe. You gotta believe, Peter. Yeah, but I am really glad that we got to see um, Neptune—not Neptune. I'm sorry, Mercury's visor again. I don't know why. I freaking I like her visor. It's it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty cool, and it just kind of it really you know, makes shows off her genius. It does. Even if it was just for a split second, like while they're tracking her, like there she is. She's over there as she like just goes into the the Harry Potter mirror and Usagi follows right behind her. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I, I was planning to do like a Mercury cosplay uh, to debut last year. And I was talking to a friend about making the visor and we're just like kind of brainstorming on how to do it. Uh, just some, I don't know where you would find clear blue plastic, but I would think you would just like, Oh, you can go to the to- store. We were thinking of like oh, using where? like um, a snowboard uh, goggles or like, those sunglasses that kind of just go across the, the face mm-hmm. okay. to use. But, you know, COVID and whatnot, so back burner in my life. One thing I will admit with uh, Queen Helenia is that um, with her design, they were talking about the whole dark mirror world and stuff. I started to think that maybe it was like a bad, bad Usagi 
Kind of. Just visually how she looked. I mean, they definitely play it off that way as like, you know, again, with like the same side of two coins, except dark and light in this case, as like the light side of the moon and the dark side of the moon, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm Because they definitely do that comparison with um, the late queen, Serenity. Yeah, and and the Helenia. Mm Mm-hmm. Like specifically, it's almost like she's a dark grandmother. It was a very um, Sleeping Beauty moment when they do the flashback, and it's like he didn't invite me to uh, this this uh, glorious uh, moment in history with your the birth of your daughter. I sent you an invite, <laughs> but you didn't respond because you know you're horrible. Like you're invited, <laughs> but evil not allowed. Yeah. No, I got the whole Sleeping Beauty thing, too. But can we tell talk about how convenient it was, too, though? That, like, she's, she's like, Usagi's, like, right in front of her, and she encases her in, like, all this glass that just happens to hold, like, Saturn and, and Chibi Moon in there. So when she destroys it, they just pop out, like, hey, thanks for saving us. That's all it took. But it was Sailor Moon's magic, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, like how they turn back to their regular forms. Magic. Yeah. That's some powerful, that's some pa- powerful kaleidoscope magic. <laughs> Fair. Like even when we're we're trapped in this magic, we, we we learn about the past and like that whole sequence of um, when when Serenity was first born and her history with Nehalania. I really do like that after they um, not defeat, but uh, Moon and Chibi Moon, how they push back Nehalania. That Saturn goes and grabs the. Uh, the quartet's mm. orbs to bring them over. Like, I got them. <laughs> okay, hold on. He's like, ooh, marbles. Okay, I'll save these for later for a good plot reveal. <laughs> <laughs> these look like some good shooters. <laughs> I'm going to play some marbles later. It just turns out that that uh, Saturn is still a kid and just has a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> she she uses them as bouncy yeah. balls. <laughs> she thinks they're jawbreakers. Just turn, return, turns back into a baby and just starts putting him in her mouth. <laughs> now, when they defeat Nahalania temporarily in the scene, <laughs> the the freaking dead moon ship, like how it like grays <laughs> out and falls, and it looks like a little toy paper thing. Oh, I yeah, was like, the, what yeah. the hell? Paper plane boat, whatever it is. <laughs> that was a little interesting. <laughs> it's like that's an underwhelming like, ship. Yeah, that wasn't to scale. Yeah, the size for sure was just like, what What happened? Like, you came from, like, this eclipse, and we saw you come out, and we see you now. What What happened between then and now? And then the, they have to travel to Elysion to save the Earth, so they all hold hands, and I don't know, meditate or something to get down there? Sailor Planet Power. Oh yes, I like Planet Power. You know, that's one thing they didn't do in this show. In this movie, was fly anywhere. They were pretty stationary yeah. in Japan. I mean, yeah, <laughs> everything that happened was pretty much just right there. So, kind of only like the first season is when they really like travel outside of Japan. I want to say because in the first season they go to like what the Arctic and the Moon. Yeah, they went to the Moon. Yeah. yeah. The later seasons, they're all just... Well, the second season, they go to the future. And then the third season, they're just kind of still in Japan. And this movie, they're in Japan and Elysian. So, not much traveling. Yeah. And now that they're back in Elysian, they see uh, Helios, who's basically just unresponsive in tears over it. Then the mirror appears, and Queen Nahelia is down there, too, because why wouldn't she be? Yeah, I think this is the the point where we get the reveal through uh, for the backstory on her, where like they didn't get she didn't get invited to the party, and she's all mad, and all the guardians are children. Yeah, Sailor Moon tried to use her meditation attack, and it backfired, so they're stuck in the kaleidoscope. That's right. That's how they got there. Her, her backstory is kind of interesting. I feel like in the original anime, her backstory is a little more interesting as she's like more of a queen or monarch of her own um domain compared to her just being like coming in and settling down mm-hmm. yeah and actually it looks like they do go into that because um into the uh she looks like a a dark queen because it it did show a clip i, I was flipping through it right now it did show like a, a quick scene of them one being light and one being dark on two sides of almost like a mirror thing 
Yeah, because uh, yeah. in the original anime, she Nehalenia had her own court, and um, yeah, the the mirror that she was trapped in was um, kind of like a magic mirror from like Snow White. And she's like, "What's my future? Mm-hmm. Am I still like beautiful and whatnot?" And she sees that she's you know old and ugly, and she like freaks out and like goes on a rampage and turns all her um, all her uh, subjects into circus clowns by stealing their dreams oh wow. yeah it's it's kind of crazy her backstory in the original anime yeah because in this one you're right with the sleeping beauty like i get really deep like Melissa, maleficent mm-hmm. vibes from yeah it. eternal is more maleficent original anime is more um snow white evil well, okay that yeah like you said explains the mirror but then as they as they come out of the the kaleidoscope dream she rips the freaking uh, silver crystal out of Sailor Moon's um, compact. She untransforms. She loses her power <laughs> as she's holding on to the crystal and coughs up more like coffee ground <laughs> stuff as uh, Mamuchan starts to like do the same. Yeah, and the, that, that's the point where um, he kind of like really tries to dig in deep to find the golden crystal, right? Yeah, he, he talks to he he's talk, talks to Usagi. He's like, you know, lend me your power. Like, you know, I'll kind of like, there's no way we'll perish. I'll help you. And they kiss and it's all tender and nice. And through the power of love, I think he has his awakening and has, his, that's where we realize he has his own crystal. The crystal was the friends we met along the way. It was yes. his within you the entire time. And then it turns into Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But through that, her crystal actually returns yeah. too. like, the Helenia has it in her in her hand, and it just comes back to Sailor Moon as it, as that occurs. Yeah, and then it blooms, which was awesome. Yeah, it's always cool when yeah. it blooms. Yeah. It definitely like reminds me of like the first Sailor Moon R movie. Yeah, where like you know the exact same thing happens, or oh, oh, someone like rips it off of her, and it's just like what the hell. You know what? This is also where we get Eternal too. Yeah. Everyone gets their night. Everyone gets their evening gowns because you know it's a formal event when Sailor Moon changes evolutions. Yep. They're, uh, they're, they're princess outfits, and we also get human form of all yep. the cats mm-hmm. with tails. With tails. Yes. Diana's the only oh, one that had a tail. Diana only had a tail because <laughs> she's she's an individual. All their inner selves come back, which which I stand by. I think that's the original cast from the anime. Yeah, the I, you know what? I, I I believe it. That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, this sequence, as much as long as it was, it was like really, it was really cool when they were all like giving all their powers to the Holy Grail and turning her into Sailor Moon yeah. Eternal. Yeah, but I mean, like that—that's also like key to you know what happens afterwards. So exactly. But it's it's always exciting. When you say after, you mean in this or or beyond, like this movie? Beyond this movie. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Ooh, ooh, future spoilers. <laughs> future spoilers gets into a lot, which I hope they they'll show more of it uh, in the animation in the new animation if they ever do do another movie. I'm sure they might because I mean they they led into a lot. They they didn't just have like Sailor Moon go eternal in this movie. They also like showed that each one of them has their own individual crystal that they draw power from, like planetary power from. Spoiler yeah. alerts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's definitely a major theme in like what happens after this. Well, I'm sure whoever's listening, if they've gotten this far, like <laughs> we're oh my gosh, we're two almost two and a half hours in. If they're if they have issues with spoilers, that's their own fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the name of that attack that uh Eternal Sailor Moon uses uh, Moonlight. There, uh, Moonlight. Honeymoon therapy. therapy kiss. Honeymoon therapy. Yeah, very therapy kiss. Yeah. So we've gone. We've moved beyond meditation through the power of therapy and love and and post wedding honeymoon and and a little in a little kiss. <laughs> we have defeated evil, but the point is, go to therapy, guys. <laughs> Starlight honeymoon therapy yeah. kiss. Yes, and remember, with the support of all your friends, you'll get through this. Exactly, with therapy, your friends. <laughs> you, you, you you love it. You love it. It's just like they're not subtle with their with their <laughs> ultimate move name. Through this, we see that Naheli is defeated. She looks like she's turning into Zirconia, and you get that they're one and the same. But one thing I thought was 
kind of awkward because I didn't know where this was going, not knowing like the mangas or future story or if this is anything at all. She reaches out to Tuxedo Mask and is like Prince of the Earth who's protected to the sun by the sun. Like she's almost like asking him to like she's like, Will you take my hand? Like almost like she's asking him to save her. All the evil queens have a thirst for uh, tuxedo mask. Yeah, I mean, fair because Beryl okay. did as well. Yeah, did yeah. she? Okay, I Beryl remember killed that. Beryl killed him over uh, over this too. So, <laughs> Be like you chose her over me, I'm gonna kill you. So, like at least Queen Nehalenia was like cool with it. Like she she got it. You you love Sailor Moon, but help me too. Help me. <laughs> Yep. You gotta feel bad for them because, like, when, when you think about it, like, they they didn't get reincarnated like the rest of them. Like, they just been living for, like, how many, like, millennia just stewing over this fact. Yeah, they were imprisoned while the others got to live multiple lives. But then we have Chibi-Usa, who saves Helios through the power of love with a returned tender kiss, revealing that she has her own little Chibi pink crystal, or whatever they called it. Pink Moon Crystal. Pink Moon Crystal? Yeah, um, I'm reading the manga. And it blooms too. It does. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it does. And the little maiden woke him up, the priest. And he looks much older now. Did the golden crystal bloom too? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. So all the major crystals just like, we bloom. They bloom in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they just like, I guess into the portal, as the portal's disappearing, they... Uh, tuxedo mask and um, Sailor Moon use their scepters to like throw the dust into the sun or the portal. They or they reseal her into the dark moon, whatever. Oh, gotcha! And force everyone back into the evening gowns because it's a formal event. This their coronation. This... <laughs> it's like they're finally getting married with death. Be like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your your future king and queen. Then uh, Saturn comes up with her. Her marbles to save the uh, the Amazons because she's knows that they're trapped, and then we find out you know Princess Serenity, almost Princess Serenity, I guess you would say. Sailor Moon uses her power to unlock them, and you find out that they are indeed Sailor Scouts of their own of the a- asteroid belt. What were they called? What are they called? Asteroid Scouts? Yeah, uh, yeah, asteroid Guardians. Yeah, and um, specifically, they were the um, uh, Sailor Scouts that are uh, chosen to protect um, Chibi eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Sailor Ceres, Sailor Palace, Sailor Juno, and Sailor Vesta. I just don't know what their troop is called. We are protectors of four solar system planetoids. That's very lengthy. Yes. <laughs> so, some, like another galaxy. We'll call them Astro Guardians. Yeah. Astral. <laughs> Celestial Guardians. Astral Guardians. Future Guardians. We're going back but to yeah. sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yep. we should be in sleep in we're the jungle. We're here really really early. This is not the 30th century. <laughs> this is the 21st but century. I'm we're, we're not supposed to be here. Bye. But they they the the marbles that they were in that looked like planetary, they were asleep in a, in the Amazon, uh dormant waiting to be awakened when the time was right and the Helia found them. But is there a reason why that you guys know of beyond the series why they were dormant like that and not living multiple lives like everyone else? Uh, well, they weren't part of the Silver Millennia, so they wouldn't have been reincarnated with that group. Okay, that was specifically done by Queen Serenity um, to help save the, these specific guardians. Yeah, I mean, as far as why they're in the Amazon, I really have no idea why they're there. Like I, I'm not sure if they were gonna write another, like a, a spinoff story. The creator was gonna write a spinoff story involving uh, Chibi has a has a new uh, queen. Mm. But uh, that's true. I mean, they do make a brief appearance later on in you know the future. But uh, oh, so we don't see much of them again. No, it's it's no. like a brief hint. Oh. Um, in like towards the very end of the Sailor Moon series itself. Yeah, when you learn about like Sailor Cosmos and such. The feels, the feels. Oh man, the cauldron. Let me just say that like Eternal Sailor Moon, not even her final form. Oh, I figured, I figured that. Like she's always yeah. evolving. There's no, there's yeah. never going to be a fi- final form. 
But I did find it interesting that she had they were setting it up to where Chibi was go- basically going to be possibly eventually queen one day and have her own set of guardians to run just like uh, Usagi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't remember if they really touched on this, but like the the visions that like Helios got was from a future Lady Serenity, which is the future Chibi Moon. Huh. I know that she was like in the visions in this, she looked like, you know, like a adult queen that was Chibi. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the yeah, the visions that Helio Scott was a uh, message from the future uh Chibi Usa. I'm curious about what her future story would be because you know they never actually say what happens to her in the future. I know fans refer to them as the Sailor Quartet. I will say that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's that's fair because they were the, called the Amazonas Quartet, so that's fair. The Sailor Quartet. Does that? They will not be the Astro Guardians, and they will be the Sailor yeah, Quartet. I, yeah, they're, I mean the Asteroid Senshi Sailor Quartet. I, I like. I do like Sailor Quartet. That just sounds prettier. I feel like I I know them as the asteroid senshi. Either way, we know what you will be talking, what you are talking about. <laughs> and basically, that kind of leads us into the the end of the movie. The guardian, the sailor quartet, go back to sleep. We understand that Chibi has her own guardians that we, she will eventually have when she grows up. Uh, Helios um, is going to go back to Elysion. That's back fully restored. And he will continue to pray for them. Thoughts and prayers <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have a unicorn, you know, praying for me or a Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they yeah. turn out where it's like the Pegasus is just like his actual like horse. Yeah. It's not even his other form. It's just like, I, I got this Pegasus. Come, come take a ride with me. It's like naming yourself Indiana Jones. After the dog. (laughs) (laughs) And advising everyone possesses a star within their hearts, which they all have a crystal for. Which is like, you know, the biggest like spoiler lead into what happens after this. Oh, I'm really curious then. Mamuchan was, you know, protector of Earth or whatnot. But if they're stars, I would think that because she said he was protected by the sun, that his moon, it's golden and... It's a star crystal. The way I see it is that basically Mamoru is like the sailor guardian of Earth. Yeah. It seemed like his crystal was from the sun from when uh, Nihilania was talking to him. Uh, I suppose so. It's hard to say because like. Because the way that they explain it, and like you know, throughout the series, is like the moon is protecting the earth. Yeah, though it's always been kind of like a, a fan theory, a, fav- a fa- favorite fan theory that like Sailor Earth, quote unquote, is Mamoru. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean that that's fair. <laughs> Just mainly when he she was saying that he was protected by the sun, like right after he got his crystal. That's what made me think about the sun part Mm -hmm. for that but yeah what do you guys think we basically spent two and a half hours talking about sailor moon eternal and i hope you guys don't mind spending two and a half hours talking about sailor moon i'm never gonna be mad about talking about sailor moon (laughs) let's make it two and a half more guys i mean we can we can talk about more uh let's talk about sailor uranus you know (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, daddy Daddy Uranus? uranus is is accepted in his family happy pride everyone and goth mommy and pluto goth mommy pluto goth mommy pluto you know i, I, yeah, I, I it's mean, one of the things i loved about the show is that they always they never kind of conform to like to the gender roles and they uh, the original series would even like push push the uh boundaries of of like introducing the non-binary character of uranus you know neither male or female just fluid mm-hmm. and and uh, just like forever kind of introducing a, a new generation to all this <laughs> yeah they're very forward and progressive yeah and it's always been interesting especially like with the inner court how um they'll match them up with each other too because like the the art that they have just like the standalone art for sailor moon has always been like what's going on here yeah <laughs> I was enjoyed. I was enjoyed the love that like the outer century have for Sailor Moon, especially Uranus for Sailor Moon. Oh yeah, 
like when they first introduce Uranus and like what what's going on between her yeah. and Usagi. A little scandalous, but oh, so it was so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like the the way she just cares about her too is just like so mm -hmm. overwhelming sometimes. So as we start to come to a close, I'm going to ask each of you who your favorite guardian is. Oh, the tough questions. No, oh no. <laughs> if I can put it this way, um, Inner Senshi, Mercury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always dug the brainy chicks. And that, that's, that's been with me for since I first started watching the series. It's always been, been Mercury. And Outer... Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming, but still, still had to ask. I I would say for outer, I, I would go with mm -hmm. Saturn. Okay. I've always really loved Saturn. Just like her backstory has always been super interesting for me. And yeah. Oh. And when she turned into Mistress Nine, I was just like, oh no. Oh gosh, that was so good. Have anything for inner? Uh, same as Adam Mercury. Mercury. Uh, for inner, mm -hmm. for myself, uh, there's certain things I love about a number of them. This thing I love about all I do of them. like a lot of Venus and I like a lot of Jupiter, but I'm gonna have to think I'm gonna have to go with Mars for sure. my inner. Fair for outer. Mars is a close second. For outer, I am. I am really struggling between Neptune and Pluto. I might have to go with Goth Mommy Pluto. I mean, for, for, <laughs> for oh, Doctor yeah. Who, as a Doctor Who fan, I love Pluto. <laughs> you know, time and space, you know? <laughs> time and space, fair enough. Yeah. That's true. My, my first introduction to time and space travel was, you know, Pluto, so. And it's one of the things, like, I don't just watch the show has, you know, a guy watching a bunch of girls in skirts. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually watches it just for that. The characters are just so well-developed and for most most kids growing up i related to the character that's that wants to not do homework and play video games but we also wanted that nerdy best friend we wanted that strong best best friend we wanted that and then the best friend we always constantly have a fight with even even though we care about them a lot we just somehow get in an argument with them and then um you know of course the the strong one and the 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 one you know is going to be a pop star <laughs> and, but but doesn't forget about you <laughs> And then, of course, those those other group of friends that just exude love, and you just want to be around them, and they just make you better. Uh, that and that, and that's the outer sentry too. Oh, so, so which friends are, are we? Yeah, Adam? the older friends mm -hmm. that really guide you. So then, which friends mm -hmm. are we? Adam? You're, the, you're, uh, you're all the friends <laughs> that make me better. Oh, <laughs> it always depends on what you want want to make me better. That it, it's one of the things that everyone in the Doctor Who fandom, since meeting all of you, like those are all all of you are the people that want, I try to that I desire to make me better. Oh, thank you, and you guys Aww. helped me as well, and that's partially why I invited you guys on to share this experience with because I enjoy you your company and I enjoy geeking out with you guys about mutual things. And I know you guys love Sailor Moon. So why not make you all happy so we can all geek out together? Uh, we appreciate you as well. I love geeking out. I love geeking out in the temple. Much appreciated. Definitely love geeking out in the temple. And Nathan, Nathan, you know what I'm going to say? Watch the live action. Oh, <laughs> I'll get to it. Like, so if you guys want to reintroduce yourselves, not reintroduce yourselves, but as we come to a close, state your, if you have socials you want to direct people to, um, go ahead and do that now before I officially wrap us up. Well, uh, again, I am Adam Joseph Ferry. I am Adam Turns Heel, one word, on all social media. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, Twitch every once in a while streaming. And, of course, on YouTube. Just watch me play some games. Uh, sometimes I cook. Sometimes I react to other animes. Other some of the videos react me reacting to Inuyasha. So that I'm watching for Ooh. the first time, kind of fun stuff. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> well, I'm Anu here, Ryman or Anu. My Instagram handle is White Reflection Seventeen for those super nerdy Gundam Wing fans out there. <laughs> Love it. Just hit me up on IG. Uh, lots of 
running, cooking, and anime. <laughs> and if any of you te- uh, temple geeks are in the Newport Beach area, I work at Handel's Ice Cream right along the Balboa Peninsula, 22nd Street. I work there. I'm usually there in the morning, so come give me a visit. Get some ice cream. Which is a coincidence and not a Doctor Who reference, actually. Yep. Not a Doctor Who (laughs) reference at all. (laughs) Okay, so this is going to wrap up our episode of Temple of Geek. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today, and especially our guests, Adam and Anhuya, and everyone who lasted two hours and almost 40, almost, it's been two hours and 46 minutes with us. So thank you. If you're still here, oh crap. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter uh, by using the handle Temple of Geek. Uh, do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you stop over to templeofgeek.com? There you can find all sorts of things uh, contained. Yep. <laughs> there you can find all sorts of <laughs> content that pretends to the world of geek again my name is doc in the box you can find me on platforms as doc in the box sometimes with an underscore in between them sometimes not it depends on how i feel and what usernames are available <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in with us i've been your guest host and we'll see you again next time please follow us on twitter Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.